Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. What's going on, guys? This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's talk soccer. So, Josh, today is Sunday, August 6th. We are less than a week away from opening day of the 2017-18 Premier League season. I could not be more excited. It's amazing. It's amazing. And this is the whole podcast today, guys, is going to be dedicated primarily 99% towards uh, fantasy Premier League. So if you are a uh, a fan of fantasy or this is going to be your first time giving it a shot, you got to listen to this and have your friends listen to it too. So before we get to talking about all that, we have posted this on our Instagram account several times. Our Instagram is just Let's Talk Soccer. Very simple to find. Thank you, everyone who has followed us and who who communicates with us and messages us and likes our stuff. Um, it's awesome. So there's well over 16,000 of you that do that. So let's keep it growing. We want to get to 20,000 uh, before the end of the year, I yeah. think is realistic. Okay, but first things first. Please join our league. We have a standard um, – it's a private league, but it's open to everyone. Um, it's a standard format, so it's the 100 million pound budget. The code is this. Get a pencil ready. All right, here we go. 386-418-252-955. Again, that is 386 418 Two five two nine five five. We'll post it again on Instagram, but um, just in case you want to join as you're listening, please do. Everyone is welcome to do that. Okay, let's go ahead, and we're going to kind of start from the beginning with this. We're going to start with sort of just some general basic FPL tips for those who maybe haven't played before, or maybe you have, and you just sort of tend to forget stuff. So this will be a nice little reminder for us as well, actually. All right. Key difference this year. This is the first year this has happened. But there's the standard draft, which I mentioned a minute ago. And there's a draft format. So big difference. Standard is what, if you've done fantasy Premier League before, it's exactly what you know it to be. You have a 100 million pound budget. You're the manager. You pick a 15-man squad. And um, you get points that way. The draft is different. The draft is very much like an American NFL sort of draft where you play in um, in a league or a group uh, anywhere from two teams to 16 teams max. And um, you go in rounds and you draft players. You choose players. So the, the cool feature or the interesting feature about the draft is that if you or when you pick a player – you're the only one in your group that has that player. So if you want Harry Kane, no one else gets him. So it's kind of cool because everybody's team is unique. Everybody's scores will be, you would think, drastically different. So it's a real sort of competition. It's also, uh, also doesn't have a budget. So Right. There's no budget. That's a great point. There's no budget, so it's unlimited. Um, there's no captains. Like you might remember in the standard league, so there's some there's some differences. Uh, but the the beauty of the draft component of it is that um, because the teams are different, so you can really compete 
um, at that level versus having to choose players in the standard league that everyone has, like Kane or Lukaku, just to keep up with it because their ownership is so high. This should the draft should prove for a very you know a wide range of of differences in scores and stuff like that. It's also really strategic because you can never really prepare for what's going to happen. Right. Because anyone can pick anyone, so... That's right. You always have to sort of have, like, a secondary option. Yep. So so that's sort of the the general basics between standard and draft. Um, What else? We did a really cool poll on our Twitter account, which is at Let's Talk Soccer 2. That's the number two. And we asked people, um, are they going to do standard format, the draft format, both, or neither? And surprisingly, I think... The majority of the people either said both or standard. So draft kind of came in second, but I guess draft is included in the both part of it too. But I think a lot of people are still kind of leaning towards the standard side of it because I think the draft format is very American. It's very sort of uncharted territory for yeah. a lot of the people. Yeah, so I think it is for the Premier League too. I think it'll be interesting to see. I completely understand uh, – you know, the thought process behind it, but it'll be interesting to see what the response is as the season goes on. All right. Next up, formations. Which ones make the most sense? Well, here's kind of how I look at it, and this will get into another point we were going to bring up, is the whole objective of this is to get points, right? Um, So you want to put as many players that could potentially get points out on the pitch as possible. Generally, that is um, your midfielders and your forwards. Right. Defenders occasionally, goalkeepers occasionally. um, But their chances of losing points are greater than their chances of getting points at the goalkeeper midfielder position, if that makes sense. Whereas with midfielders and forwards, much better chance of them getting points than losing points. What I mean by that is, you get points for assists. You get points for goals um, as attackers. Um, the only way you can get points really as a defender, unless you're scoring goals or making assists, which is rare, is for clean sheets. Same for goalkeepers, uh, clean sheets or penalty kick save. Those things, the clean sheets and penalty kick save, are pretty infrequent. So your chances of getting lots of points off your defense and your your goalkeepers, I think, is fairly low. That's why I personally like to go with a formation that limits the amount of defensive players on the pitch um, and increases or maximizes the number of um, more offensive-minded players. So like a 3-5-2. Um, a 3-4-3. A 3-4-3, something like that. So do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. And... Back to the defense. Uh, so last year, the best defense defense in the league, Spurs. Mm-hmm. Even their team, having the best defense in the league, couldn't even keep a clean sheet every other match. Right. So it's really, uh, it's not frequent. Right. So you have to uh, sort of take that into mind. And when building your defense, think about, do I really need this much into it? Right. No, no, that's a great point of where to spend the money. Yeah, so you want to obviously... I would think put invest the money in the places that are going to have the best return on your investment, which again is midfield and forward. Um, you know, a, a defender or goalkeeper can go 89 minutes of a match um, with a clean sheet, 
and you get those six points, or it looks like you're going to get the six points, and then one silly goal that isn't even their fault. Maybe it's an unlucky own goal. It's, you know, a very fortunate um, deflection or something, and all of a sudden that those points are erased because that one goal goes in. So it's just... It's it's a real gamble to rely on your defensive players to uh, to generate the majority of your points. Right. That doesn't also mean you have to not completely think about your defense. Sure. Like not just get the lowest people, like no. four point mm-hmm. defenders. Right. You also want to give some thought into it, like when they do get a clean sheet. Right. What players mm-hmm. might get them? Yeah. Over the course of a season, your goalkeepers and your defenders will will continue to build points for you. So absolutely, you know, you sort of look at that as your foundation. Of points being built, and then your midfielders and your defense or your forwards are the ones that are going to keep getting you those spikes in points. You know, they're going to have great days and uh, lots of assists, lots of goals and stuff, and those points will sort of spike all over the place. So, in light of all that, then let's talk for a minute in general. There's so many different ways points are either generated or deducted, so we're not going to go through all of those. You can actually find all that at uh, the Premier League's website on their fantasy page so you can find all of those um those different methods but generally speaking here our points are generated um by goals of course a forward scores a goal he gets four points a midfielder scores a goal he gets five points okay um each player that plays 60 minutes or more gets two points so even if they don't do anything really in the match, but as, as long as they just play, you will get As long points. as they don't get any cards or anything like that, yes. Um, you'll be guaranteed at least two points for any players that stay on for at least 60 minutes. Um, five points for each penalty kick saved by a goalkeeper. So they can get some serious points if they're stopping. So one thing to think about as you're thinking about goalkeepers is um, his percentage of stopping penalty kicks. Yeah, and they're never always the highest, obviously, no, but no. that's one thing, because you don't want to never rely, like, well, this guy, since he has the best penalty percentage, that's not good if they're giving up penalties in the first place, because right. that means they'll, they're will they probably not the strongest in defense, right? which then leads to more chances, right? and then them losing the clean sheet. This is correct. Um, one to three points for the best players in a match. So depending on their performance and sort of think of man of the match type stuff, you can get anywhere from one to three points. And then each assist generates three points. So you look at someone like an Erickson or a Sigurdsson or players like that. Um, Hazard, De Bruyne, Pogba started to pick it up. I think he'll have a lot this season. Um, players along those lines. Then in terms of losing points... You lose one point for every two goals conceded. So either a goalkeeper or a defender will lose one point for every two goals that are conceded. For a red card, you get deducted three points. So try to stay away from those those cards getters. Um, and then you lose two points for each penalty kick miss. So... You know, a consideration as you're going for your midfielders and your forwards are, are they the penalty kick takers on the squad um, and or are they the free kick takers? Um, So, of course, most penalty kicks are converted, but just know that you do stand the chance to lose two points uh, for each penalty kick that is missed or saved.
So again, what all of that amounts to is get the players that get the points. That's where you want to, like Josh, you said, um, you're not 100% focused on that, but primarily you are. So you want to look for those, invest your money in the guys that are going to get you the points, the midfielders and the forwards. So uh, like I said, defenders and goalkeepers can sort of easily lose points, harder for them to maintain it. So you don't want to spend the majority of your budget, but that doesn't mean you go bottom of the barrel either. You just got to find sort of the right value there for you. Speaking of value, let's talk about some bargain midfielders. Midfield always seems to be stacked. There's lots of great players there. So let's talk about you can easily spend a lot of money in your midfield and not even know it until you've got, you know, five players left and you've only got 12 million pounds left to spend or something. So here's some bargain midfielders to talk about. There's Cesc Fabregas from Chelsea. He's always had good years and he had experience in the Premier League, which is always good. Yep, yep. Uh, always good for some assists. Uh, gets the occasional good goal. Uh, Zaha of Crystal Palace. He has a really good, uh, and this is one thing we like to look at when we're building our team. He has a really good uh, points per pound. Yeah, so where- you're looking at value divide the number of points gotten over last season by their cost. Yeah, so it's if they're worth it or not. Right. Yeah, you can sort of do some quick math on that. Um, Manuel Lanzini of West Ham. He had a good season last season. Yeah, and he also takes free kicks for the team. Yes. With Pai leaving, bit of a snake there. Yep. Um, that sort of helps because if they score a free kick, more points. Yes. Um, the midfielders are a much hyphenated group, the first of which is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain of Arsenal, but he's a bargain midfielder. Yes, he is. And he has the occasional really standout game. Um, a new one coming to the league uh, in a newly promoted team is Anthony Knockhart of Brighton and Hove. I believe he's a little injured right now, maybe a 75% chance of playing, but there's been a lot of talk about this guy, and he should be, um, especially at the price, he should be a, a great get. I, I agree. Let's see. We have Kachunga of Huddersfield and Tom Ince. Also of Huddersfield. I've also heard a lot of good things about Tom Ince. So that's another player to keep an eye on. Another player from a newly promoted team is Matt Ritchie of Newcastle. That's the good thing about uh, Newcastle players because they have already had experience in the Premier League. This is correct. Or at least most of them. Right. So they kind of know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. Ryan Fraser of Bournemouth. And you'll kind of see throughout our entire conversation today, a lot of Bournemouth players come up, whether defense, uh, forward, midfield here with Ryan Fraser. Um, another hyphenated player, James Ward-Prowse wow. of Southampton. Uh, very young, and he's very promising. Yes. And Didi of Leicester City. Lewis Cook, also of Bournemouth. Another hyphenated player, Ruben Loftus-Cheek of Crystal Palace. I've seen Loftus-Cheek turn up on a lot of players' um, teams right now. So um, he's got a pretty high ownership rate. Uh, Marco Arnautovic of West Ham. I think he's top quality. I think so, too. I think he's a great one to look to get, if you can. And then also sort of along those lines, let's, let's look at, we talked about it's hard for defenders to get points, but we certainly do have some that tend to score goals a lot more often than others. Um, James Milner. He takes of, the penalties. Of Liverpool, yep. 
We've got Marcus Alonso, of course, of Chelsea, who um, did a tremendous job for them last season. Not only one of the best defensive lines, but he did participate in a lot of their offense. Gary Cahill, also of Chelsea, scores some goals. Gareth McCauley. From I think West. he's injured right now, though. He is, uh, but he's a goal scorer, Newtster. Um, and then Patrick Van Anholt. Another really good left back. Absolutely. So definitely some, some midfielders there of value and then some defenders um, who can go and score some goals for you. As you're building your team, especially and I guess primarily for the standard draft, so where everyone has a 100 million pound budget and you're allowed to, to take any player on the board. Um, so there's certain players that will have a very large percentage of ownership. What that means is if you're playing in a league, um, if you join our league, for instance, um, or you just play in sort of the, the public global leagues, is that a lot of times if you have players that have the high ownership rates, your, your score game week to game week is going to be very similar to a lot of other players. So if everybody owns Lukaku and Lacazette and Kane, which would be a pretty powerful uh, three-headed monster up top, <clears throat> you're going to get points from them, but then so is everyone else that owns all those guys. So you want to have the right mix of those. And there's a reason why those guys have high ownership rates, right? They're the ones that are almost guaranteed to be getting a lot of points. So you want some of them on your team. But also, I believe that if you're trying to compete in a league, you also want a fair mix of what I'll call difference makers, players with lower ownership rates that can, if they have a good game or a good season or a good stretch, can separate you from all the other teams that own a lot of the same players you own, right? Um, so here are some of the most selected players ahead of game week one. Dobby De Gea, no, uh, no question why there. Uh, Courtois. In goal for Chelsea, David Luiz, and I'd imagine most of the um, the defensive line for Chelsea has high ownership rates. Charlie Daniels of Bournemouth. Another Bournemouth player. Yep. Angel Rangel, actually, um, which I, surprised me a bit, has a high ownership rate. Uh, Trippier of Spurs. With Walker leaving, that's sort of like his replacement. Yes, and speaking of, Kyle Walker has a high ownership rate. Deli Alley, of course, does. Coutinho, so a lot of the stars that you know. Ali, Coutinho, Zaha, Kevin De Bruyne, Pogba, Lukaku, Harry Kane, and then this one surprised me a bit, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, that <clears throat> we uh, we picked him in one of our drafts, actually. Yes. And he's a bit of a, a wild card, in my opinion, this I think year. So I, I think that the pressure is off that he had at United. Um that when he, because he saw limited minutes, I think he felt a lot of pressure to go out and perform, or else he wasn't going to get, you know, more playing time ahead of him. Um, Mourinho didn't love him, I don't think, so that kind of weighed on him. So he sort of come home, in a way, to Everton. He has huge boots to fill with Lukaku, but um, those fans are going to love him, and I think he's really going to flourish. So I would think that Rooney. Um, is definitely, and I think he's only like seven million. Maybe. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Um, so that's a good value, I think. All right, some of the top ranked players ahead of Week One: 
and none of these should come as a surprise. Coutinho, Mane, Ozil, Erickson, Ali, Marata, he's a newcomer, Diego Costa, which actually, I'll go back on what I just said, that's a little surprising. Um, I guess, you know, until he's officially gone, he did get a lot of points. He scored a lot of goals last season. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Lacazette, Gabriel Jesus, Eden Hazard, Sergio Aguero, and I think that'll be very interesting of how the Aguero-Jesus thing weighs out. One of them is going to get more playing time in the league than the other, and the other one will then get a lot of the the cup, the Champions League matches, those sorts of stuff. It's a bit so of a 50-50. It is right now. It'll be interesting to see what Pep does with that. Um, so you got Aguero, Lukaku, Alexis, and Kane. So, of course, those are all great players to have. But if you're doing standard league, you no way you're going to afford them all. And if you're doing the draft, there's no, unless you're playing against some people who have no idea what they're doing, you're not going to get all these players drafted on your team. That yeah, is the only way you're playing standard uh, with all of them is uh, you definitely hacked. Yeah, you hacked it for sure. All right. So some important things to consider. First up is value, Josh, which you already talked about of taking Total points scored divided by um, their current price. And at least you kind of get an idea of a, um, a ratio of point possible points generated uh, compared to uh, pounds spent on these players. Of course, you'll have a bunch of incoming new players on newly promoted teams that you won't be able to do the math for. But for the majority, you can. So if you're sort of up in the air of I could spend... Seven seven million pounds on this guy or seven on this guy, that may be an interesting way to help sort of uh, be a tiebreaker for you. Difference makers, especially in the standard format. We already talked about that too. The players that while you're, of course, going to be taking Kane or Lukaku or both or Lacazette, Alexis, Deli Alley, players like that, which most other people will too, you want to find a couple of those, like an Anthony Knockhart maybe. Um, that will, or Tom Davies, uh, midfielder for Everton, even Wayne Rooney to a degree, players like that, that could, um, could give you that slight advantage, um, if their performance is strong. Matchup difficulty. So each week and even a couple weeks out, you can look at the fixtures that a particular player has coming up and see a difficulty rating. Um, you know, anywhere from one to five. Five is the most difficult. One is the least difficult. So you can kind of look at how, once you've picked your teams, um, who you might want to start and who you might want to sit based on that. So that's important to take a look at. And then threat and creativity. These are these are big um, factors to consider um, when you're choosing players of, um, you know, what kind of threat do they pose? Literally, it's it's an index of the threat they pose. Um, whether it's you know from an assisting and opportunity, you know chances created. Look at things like that. Those will tell a story of how potentially dangerous a player can be for your team in terms of getting points. All right. So then at the end of all this, who should I pick? Right. So we've got a couple suggestions. We've got sort of a pricey. If you've got some money to spend suggestion and then we've also got sort of your bargain you're looking to save a little money but you still want a good player a good value all right in goal courtois 
obviously. Yep. Had an amazing defense in front of him coming, you know, from the title-holding Chelsea. Um, but he's expensive. So yes. if you've got money to spend and you're sold on getting a goalkeeper, um, I believe most people do not spend a ton of money on their goalkeepers for the reasons we've talked about earlier. But if you really want to, um, then Courtois your man. Tom Heaton. So the goalkeeper who earned the most points last season um, is still a bargain. His his price bumped up a little bit over last season, but still a great bargain. He's definitely someone to look at. Absolutely. Um, on defense, your your almost your entire uh, Chelsea defensive line: Aspilicueta, Cahill, Alonso. Um, you know, uh, you've got Vertonghen. You've got. Um, Alderweireld, Kyle Walker, yeah, those all those big names on defense are all going to be fairly pricey. But some bargains to look at: Danny Rose. You've got Cedric. He's a he's a he's one of those difference makers, in my opinion. I think so. Um, Virgil Van Dyke. They're all is, really good. Is another one, absolutely. So those are some some bargain ones in midfield: Pricey, Erickson, Ali, Hazard. Um, you know, players like that, um, De Bruyne, of course. Medium price. So here's sort of a couple medium ones to watch. Mane had a great season last year for Liverpool. Um, Pogba, I think, started to come into good form the second half of the season for Man U. And I think with Lukaku, he looks super excited to have Lukaku playing up in front of him. So I think Pogba... Pogba's going to get some points this season. And you'll also be playing further up the pitch now that Matic is, right. is with Man U, so he can play more of an attacking midfielder sort of role. That's a great point. And then we mentioned him earlier, Tom Davies for Everton. Youngster, just started to play for them last season, I believe. I think he was maybe 18, um, so he's probably still either 18 or maybe 19 at this point. Um, but he will also be a threat up there in midfield. And then for forwards, of course, Pricey, you've got... Kane and Alexis, you've got Lacazette, um, Aguero, super pricey. In terms of bargain players, Chicharito comes back to the Premier League. Um, Wayne Rooney is quite affordable. And Josh King, who had a great season last year. He was moved from midfield and upgraded to a forward um, this season. Yeah, and also while looking through your prices, uh, you should look at and know that if, like, Cheap for a forward would be like under about seven or about that. Yeah, even eight maybe. But yes, uh, yeah, cheap is definitely like anywhere. Yeah, seven and a half or so under. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But that doesn't mean that seven would also be cheap for a defender. In fact, that's very expensive. That's a good point. Yeah, and I don't even know if there is. I think six and a half may be the highest for defenders. But you're right. Um, yes, uh, the the prices are all sort of relative to the the area of the pitch that they're playing on. So that's a a great point. Okay. So where does that leave us? Let's tell you kind of where we are with our 15 man squad. We posted this already at the let's talk soccer Instagram page. So we'll hopefully get lots of great feedback on it. Um, This is for the standard league. So we had a hundred million pound budget to work within here. And this is still a little bit open to, some potential changes, but we're happy with it. All right, so our two goalkeepers, we have Jordan Pickford of Everton and Tom Heaton, the aforementioned Tom Heaton 
of Burnley. So we're actually going to start Pickford in game week one. They go up against Stoke, whereas Heaton goes up against Chelsea. No big surprise there. Yeah, away at Chelsea, even. (laughs) On defense, we have five defenders. We've got Cedric starting. We've got Jeff Cameron starting. We've got to take an American. And we've got Charlie Daniels of Bournemouth starting. Back on the bench, we've got Reed, and we've got Gareth McCauley. And it looks like McCauley has a little bit of an injury, so we're going to let him sit a thigh injury. So that's going to take a little while for him to rest up. Um, but all of these defenders, I think we're really happy with. Lowish prices, um, but they had great performances last season as far as fantasy goes. So that's, that, that's why defenders just... When you're looking for a defender, uh, I would just, as long as they're cheap and as long as they're decent, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, on midfield, we've got five midfielders that we took. So you, you, each 15-man team is going to have two goalkeepers, five defenders, five midfielders, and three forwards. So our five midfielders, and these first four are starting for us as of right now. Kevin De Bruyne, Etienne Capoue. Wilford Zaha, and Deli Alley. So we we sort of combined a bit of really strong midfielders yeah. that are pretty expensive, also with some fairly cheapish ones that yeah. are Yeah, f- affordable. Um, and then Anthony Knockhart um, is on the bench for us. And um, ironically enough, he has a knock. So he's going to sit for a little bit. And he plays against Man City. So um, that's not the type of opening welcome to the Premier League game that you want to have. And then our three forwards are Josh King, Roberto Firmino, and Romelu Lukaku. So, noticeably, we did not take Kane and we did not take Lacazette, and I'm sure that we'll get hammered on that um, on Instagram. But um, those are our choices, and we're just going to have to live with it. Yes. Yep. So, um, it'll be – I think that will be – Fun. I'm really happy with our team. I think we did a great job. Um, if and when we make po- any changes, we will absolutely post those. We know that a lot of folks have been asking what our um, what our choices are going to be and what our team is going to look like. So we wanted to post that today. I promised we would, and we did. Um, but we may we may make some changes. Um, but as of right now, that's what we're going with. So Josh, let's go ahead then, and before we wrap up. Let's make our picks um, for the the game week one fixtures, friend. So let's go ahead then and start making some picks here. All right, first up on Friday, we have our first match, and this should be an interesting one, I think. Um, Arsenal come out; they spent a record club record transfer fee for Lacazette. Um, they play at home at the Emirates Stadium against Leicester City. I think it's going to be a bit of a shaky start for Arsenal, but not terrible. Okay. And I think they're going to win 2-1. to one. Hmm. I also think Lacazette will score. Yeah, he's been hitting a lot off the woodwork lately, and I agree that I think he will. He's bound to get some of those in. Um, yeah, I could see that. I could see 2-1. I could Actually, I could see 3-1, I'll say, to Arsenal. I think... Uh, I think Iheanacho is going to come on for Leicester City and get himself a goal. Nice. All right. On Saturday, we've got a bunch of matches. First up, Liverpool go to Watford. 
I think Liverpool is going to win this pretty comfortably, and I think it'll be three to one. Let's say two nil. <clears throat> Hopefully not though. We want Capu to get something for us. Um, Chelsea, the defending title holders, play at home against Burnley. I don't. I I think it's going to be domination, and yeah. I think Chelsea will win four to one. Wow. Yeah, I think they're going to come out and try to make a statement. I think three nil. I don't see Burnley getting through that that Chelsea defense. Crystal Palace play at home against Huddersfield. I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Interesting. I say 2-1 to Palace on a late goal. Huddersfield almost gets their first Premier League point, but Palace rip it away at the very end. And then next, we've got Stoke going to Everton. I think Rooney is going to make a point of why he will fit in. I agree. I think they're going to win 2-0. 1-0 to Everton on a Rooney goal. Okay. Swansea go to Southampton. I see I see Swansea actually winning. Okay. I see them winning 2-1. to one. Interesting. I say a 1-1 draw here. Uh, West Brom host Bournemouth. Hmm. I think Defoe will score, and I also think Josh King will score, and I think it will be 3-0 to Bournemouth. Hmm. I, don't, I don't see West Brom getting through their defense. I see uh, Bournemouth winning 2-1. to one. Next up, we've got on the final match of Saturday, we've got Man City going to Brighton to welcome them with open arms into the Premier League. And I think uh, they're going to welcome them with an absolute, with them just killing them. And I think City are going to win five now. Yeah, man, that's a big score, but I definitely don't think it's impossible. Um, I'll say four zero to City, um, but they've they're going to make a statement. They've made a lot of changes this summer, and they're going to go out and make a statement. And then we've got two matches on Sunday the thirteenth. First up, Newcastle hosts Spurs. I think Spurs are going to win pretty comfortably, and I think it'll be three 0 I'll say 3-1 to Spurs. I think Kane's going to get a double, and Allie will get the third for Spurs. <clears throat> and then um, lastly, on Sunday, West Ham travel to Old Trafford to take on your Manchester United. I think, man, you got that. I think they're going to win 2-0. This will be a tougher match, I think, um, than man you would like for their opening and could almost see... A little bit of a panic as this one draws near to a, a draw. Um, but I do think United will win 2-1 at the Ooh, end of it. Okay. Man, United, that is. Um, all right, quickly, let's make our picks or predictions for how the season is going to finish. Why don't you go with yours first? So give me first through sixth place. Okay. So Starting with sixth. Okay, so in sixth place, I think Arsenal are going to finish there. Okay. Uh, since they already have won one cup, which is the Community Shield. There you go. Congratulations. I think, uh, I think uh, Wenger pretty much said, okay, we've won a cup. His job, his job is safe for another season. So, yeah, I think they're going to finish in sixth. Okay. In fifth place, I think Liverpool will just miss out on fourth place. Okay. Uh, and in fourth place, I think Man U will finish in fourth. Barely. Uh, I mean, we've had a... In the last two seasons, fifth and sixth. Yeah. 
I think we'll we'll turn it around this year okay. and finish a bit better. Uh, in third place, I think Spurs will finish. Um, I could definitely see him possibly getting to second, but mm-hmm. just because of the quality of Chelsea, who will finish in second, in my yeah. opinion, I don't think they can beat that. Okay. And then first, uh, you'll like this. Uh, I think Man City will finish first. I love first. it. I don't just like it. I love it. Uh, they're just looking so good preseason. Okay. I think they're definitely going to finish. All right. So, again, your picks are, we'll go first through sixth this time, City to win it. Followed by Chelsea, Spurs in third, Man U fourth, Liverpool just miss out in fifth spot, and for me, going from sixth to first, I also picked Arsenal in sixth, also picked Liverpool in fifth. I do agree that they are just going to miss out. I think Liverpool, they're a strong team, but they just have those times when they just sort of fall apart for an extended period, and I think it's going to kill them. Um, I picked Chelsea in fourth. I have not been impressed with the moves that they've made or not made this summer. Still a little bit of transfer window left. But, um, I mean, Morata's a great addition to the team. And maybe Conte feels that why, if it's not broke, why try to fix it? And I, I can support that argument. Um, but just knowing what some of the other clubs have done to bolster their squads, I just think Chelsea may not... May not have done enough. Um, in third, I also, like you, have Spurs. Um, I have Man U in second. I think uh, they started to find a groove at the end of last season, and they're only getting better with the addition of Lukaku. Um, and then in first place, I also pick my Man City to win it all. They have just looked amazing. Um, and I also picked a couple of teams to watch, just out of interest. Um, one is Everton. I think losing Lukaku is a big deal, but gaining Rooney is a, a big deal in a different way. Um, they've got some strong young defenders. Um, they've got a, a, a midfield that's a mix of older veterans with also really young, talented players. And then, of course, they have a great goalkeeper. So I think Everton will be interesting. And then West Ham. I give them a lot of credit. They've made a lot of moves this summer, and I think all for the best. And I think West Ham will be a team to watch. How about you? Any teams to watch? I could actually see Brighton being decent this year. Yeah. I could definitely see them um, making making a pretty decent run maybe at the start of the year. Uh-huh. And I actually think they will – I think they'll survive. Okay. Awesome. All right, guys, that's it. Everything you wanted to know about the fantasy season, our predictions for game week one of the Premier League, and again, to join our league, it's private, but the code is this, 386-418-252-955. Again, it's 386-418-252-955. You can also find us on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer, and we're going to do lots more posts and polls, especially on our Twitter account at Let's Talk Soccer 2. Until next time, we say peace. Peace. Goodbye.